let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey everybody, welcome back to Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. Happy New Year. I hope you're really enjoying it. I hope you have set some really great goals for yourself. Uh, And I'm hoping that you weren't really banking on 2021 being just remarkably better than 2020. Right. I think like we've all seen the memes going around that it's like at the start of the new year, things will get better or it will be a different year. But I don't know if you noticed. It's uh, just a number on a calendar. (laughs) Right. And I don't know if you noticed, but a bunch of people stormed the Capitol building in the United States today. So I guess yesterday when this is released. So this is where we're at. Yeah, so I wouldn't count on everything just being better. I think you should need to take control of your own life and you find happiness where you're at. Yeah, and that's kind of what we're talking about today. We're going to be talking about goals and goal setting. And we have a guest here with us. Yep, she was super hard to, to get on. <laughs> uh, it took a lot of going back and forth and going through our assistant and her assistant. But we're happy to have Natalie Jordan here with us. Thank that was you. all sarcasm. Yes. No, we are happy. That's yeah. not sarcasm. Emily is not happy. <laughs> Natalie Jordan is my mother, if you have not guessed. So. Yes, I'm glad to be here. Yep, super excited. Have, you have been on a podcast, right? You've been on yes, two? Yes, I have. I've been on a couple podcasts. Yeah. We actually started our podcast using some of her podcast equipment. Mm-hmm. We're still using some of her podcast equipment. <laughs> Probably need to buy this this yeah. microphone off of you. I'll donate it to you. <laughs> I remember the first time we were kind of discussing podcasting, and uh, we were. I was way scared, and I still get really nervous. But I was way nervous, and we sat down, and Mom was kind of for in for a role play as we were trying to role play how we would do a podcast, and I just chickened out. I couldn't do it at all. So, but here we are. Emily hates role plays, though. Oh, I hate role plays. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fine. You learn from them. I, okay. I love role plays. I think the Lord instructs his servants through role plays. I know you're right. Yep. I still don't <laughs> like them. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they're really fun. So, um, heads up, because we need to be thinking about this throughout the episode, because mom, because Natalie, do we, should I refer to you as Natalie or mom? You can this? call me either. I don't what, care. What do you think? What should I do? This, I, can, I can't this do Natalie. Is... I'll say mom. Okay. Um, <laughs> And I was gonna say, oh, because your family, we don't usually do our loves and lesson loves. Oh, but let's guests, do it. But let's do it with you. I, I should have given you a heads up. Okay. So at the end of each episode, when it's just the two of us, we do a love and less lesson love. So you just choose one, like something you love right now or something you less than love. Um, I, not right now. At the oh, end. Okay. Okay. At the end. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'll think so you can be it. thinking about it. Okay. 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 So today's episode, what are we talking about, hon? Well, we're talking about goal setting because. Mom, Natalie, mom <laughs> is Net a mom. Um, is a business coach, and let's just start there. Can you tell us a little bit about your background in being a business coach? Yeah, yeah and, I, and what is a business coach? Yeah. Right? So, um, I think it all started really. I was in direct sales when the kids were younger, because mainly because I wanted something to do that I could still stay home and be a mom and have my own thing, and I absolutely loved it, and I started to get some training from a particular organization that really focused on coaching and not telling. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And probably about, gosh, it's probably been about seven years ago. 
Um, I was certified through them. I actually now teach um, coach school other people how to coach and how to talk to people to get them to where they are now to where they want to be. And that really is what I do. And the great thing about it is I don't have to be an expert in anybody's life. They're an expert in their life. Mm -hmm. Um, You're the expert of your life. But what I do is I take that untapped potential that maybe you're not using and I help you find it and move you to a place where you've always dreamed of wanting to be, mm-hmm. you know, getting you to what your goals are in life. That's yeah. that's essentially what I do. Yep. And full disclosure, for I, I know that there are probably people listening, especially if you're a guy. I feel like guys are more reticent to kind of buy into the coaching model for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, I totally approach this with complete skepticism. When mom started <laughs> doing this, I was like, yeah, okay. Like this sounds like you're just getting paid to talk to me in circles like like I don't see the purpose of this <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I've used her services on several <laughs> occasions where I've called called her up and like I just, I'm at a block and I I know that I probably know what to do I just need help to kind of work through it and super helpful because uh, it's basically just asking you questions and kind of helping you uh untangle your thoughts and untangle Mm -hmm. your priorities. I think that's exactly it. That's a really great um, explanation of it because so many people have all these great ideas or maybe it's somebody that might be a little ACD and they're all over the place. ACD? You mean ACD? OCD. OCD. I'm sorry. Like ACDC maybe? ACDC, yes. They're really into old heavy metal. Um, somebody that might be OCD or even ADD is what I was thinking right. of, mm-hmm. where they we might have just, a new disease. Yes, ACD, <laughs> ACDC. No, um, I think it's you know where you have all these thoughts, but you don't know what your next step is. Mm-hmm. And so through coaching, which is basically just, um, I, I don't want to say it's just asking questions because I want to talk a little bit about coaching today, and right. and we'll get into it because. I think when we can do self-coaching, when you don't have access to somebody to talk to, um, people also in my line call themselves, uh, what I do also say life coaches and because it's not just about business. When you're, Mm -hmm. when everything is balanced is when you see success. Right. Well, and the, when it comes down to it, you have to know what types of questions to ask. Yeah. Uh, and in a lot of ways it's like a, like a, a lower intensity version of therapy mm-hmm. uh, because therapy, we've had great therapists on uh, specifically Siope Likinikini uh, and he was awesome. And he kind of walked us through the process of what therapy looks like, what it's good for. And one of the things he said was therapy really is just teaching people how to handle emotions effectively. Yes. And I, I think coaching is on a much uh, on a scale that's much less intense. Mm-hmm. I want like it's not like real therapy. It's not therapy, but it's just kind of helping you work through thoughts, right? Well, and and, and a good explanation too is therapy. A lot of time focuses on the past and what's happened in the past, and coaching really focuses on the future. And it's kind of gained. I like that. And it's like focused on more like professionals, people who are. Uh, 
higher, more highly functioning. Yeah. And in fact, one of the things that I teach in coaching school, when I teach a coaching school is that, um, they're not, you're not a therapist, right. you know, somebody that I'm teaching these skills to, um, if something comes up and you feel like it's out of your scope, which is anything mental or, you know, dealing with all that stuff, it's like, okay, you have to refer them to the right place. Right. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. I think just like with therapy, the goal is to, uh, be a, uh, third party or to kind of like outsource their, um, own capability to deal with their emotions or deal with their thoughts or mm-hmm. like their priorities or their goals. I think it really is lots to do with like thoughts, priorities, goals, plans moving forward and less about like dealing with complex emotions. Yeah. And in fact, I've actually even picked up a couple coaching clients and daughters of coaching clients or, you know, kids that might be struggling with something at school or struggling with a relationship that really just needed to talk through. And through coaching, I was able to help them get through this. Right. But I mean, to me, it wasn't a diagnosable problem. I'm now in school, as you know, to become a licensed marriage and family therapist. And so I'm learning more. I see the difference, but I do see the benefit of what coaching can do for people. Right. Mm-hmm. I really like, um, I, I've used mom's coaching techniques. I mean, I've called her and asked for some coaching for like motherhood and for my art business. And every time I just, I never feel like she's telling me what to do because that's not what it's about. It's about like her asking me questions and helping me figure out the answers to my problems. Yeah. And so sometimes you know that the answer, or you don't know that you actually have the answer until someone kind of coaxes it out of you. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly it. And it also gives you the confidence. You know, yeah. one thing about coaching is I could, I, I mean, I've coached enough people that I, that I feel like there's certain situations that I might be able to tell you a successful way to do it. Mm-hmm. But I like to use the example of telling somebody to go and do things. Like if I said, Emily, I want you to go out and run 10 miles right now. (laughs) You know, if that wasn't your idea, then... There's no motivation. There's no motivation behind it. But if we could find what that motivation is, and I said that because I know that you like to run, but Mm -hmm. if I asked you a question like, Emily, you know, what is a goal for running for you? You know, well, Mm -hmm. I, and then you say, well, I'd really like to get here or whatever. And I'd say, okay, what's going to, what is it going to take for you to get there? Mm -hmm. And, and I think this is the start of the steps of setting goals. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, how about we do this? Pause real quick. Okay. Um, so to give our listeners a more realistic idea of what coaching is to Mm -hmm. kind of help them set better goals. Why don't you coach me real quick? Uh, about Spanish because I've been wondering about how to set better Spanish goals, what I want to do with okay. it. So. Okay. And um, one of the things I just, or I won't even explain any of it. Let's just coach. Yeah, let's just do it. <clears throat> okay. Is that, is so, that right, hon? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Okay, perfect. Then and this is a real situation. I'm not like role playing or anything like this. This is something I've been thinking about. Uh, so just to give you background, I've been studying Spanish for a while. I'm in a good groove, uh, but I'm having difficulty setting realistic or like really meaningful language goals okay okay so what is what is one of your language goals right now right now it's just to continue meeting with my 
uh, my Spanish tutor like three times a week. Okay, so what's your end goal? So that's difficult. I think uh, I have two goals with that. I want to be able to converse in Spanish uh, when I'm when I'm traveling for business, uh, both on, on like uh, just like a conversation in conversation like like over dinner and that kind of stuff but then also in business meetings or at least enough to understand what's going on maybe not enough to express myself eloquently uh but then also to be able to use it to serve the lord however i need okay so however he needs i guess how are you going to measure when you've reached that i don't know that's the hardest thing about language learning is that it's just it's it's so uh, unattainable because like there's always more you can do, always more you can learn. There's always areas you can push yourself. Even in your native tongue, there are ways you can expand your vocabulary and expand how well you write and, and read and uh, speak. And so I don't know. I, I have no idea how to do that effectively. Okay, so um, let me ask you this: um, Where would you like your Spanish to be one year from today? Mm. I think. A year from today, I would like to be able to be. I would like to be able to comfortably uh, translate. I think that's probably a good measurement of, of how like good I want to be. Translate reading or speaking. Speaking. So like, okay. Like okay. be able to be in a meeting and like have someone speaking and be able to translate from Spanish to English, English to Spanish. Okay. Um, what is it going to take for you on a Let's say a day, or let's say a weekly basis. What is it going to take for you on a weekly basis to get to that in a year? I think I probably need to be engaging more in Spanish study, topic, or like study of topics in Spanish that I'm actually going to engage with. Um, and so that situation I'd likely be using Spanish would be in. Uh, for church meetings because we have a lot Mm -hmm. of our missionaries teach a lot of people who are spanish speaking and i would love to be able to be in there and help teach and then also be able to translate Uh, so i need to kind of engage more with gospel related spanish content okay so what can you do to make sure you're getting that experience um i mean i can go out with the missionaries right now um and and help them on spanish less spanish speaking lessons Um, i think i can do better about reading gospel material in Spanish. Uh, I was reading um, one of the church history books in Spanish, but I think I would, it might even be more, it might even be more beneficial if I read things like uh, Preach My Gospel, which is a a manual for missionaries. Um, Doing stuff like that would give me the vocabulary I need. Okay, so when can you start applying those? I mean, I can start now. I think that's a good a good thing. I, I like this idea of going through preach my gospel in Spanish. Okay, let's get a little bit more specific because you said you can start now. When can you start? I can evaluate my schedule starting tomorrow and I guess I can start tonight, but make a goal to, I, I bet I can read it uh, at least a little bit two times a week on my off days when I'm not meeting with my tutor. Okay, and how many minutes or how long do you want to spend doing that on I mean, it's hard to say because I want to set a goal that's realistic, that's not um, that's not overreaching. And so I think if I just set a goal for like 10 to 15 minutes of Spanish reading a day, especially on those off days, I'd be happy with that. Okay, and how will that help you to reach your goal in a year from now 
by adding that element I, to to it. Well, I think um, a lot, a lot, big part, a large part of language learning is uh, vocabulary acquisition, and you don't get vocab new vocabulary unless you're forcing yourself into new uncomfortable situations. And I think reading things like Preach My Gospel will expose me to the the language and the sentence structure I need to understand to be able to translate in church meetings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So how are you feeling about that? I feel good. I feel good about that. Okay. So that is a great example of, you know, I didn't know what was going to work for you mm-hmm. on here. You know, you kind of had a, an idea in your mind of what you wanted. So some of the things that I just want people to realize is when you're asking questions and and you can ask these questions of yourself. I do that with myself. I ask questions and always start your questions when you're really trying to coach with who, what, when, where, and and um, how. Mm-hmm. Now, what am I missing from that? I wasn't. Why? Who, what, when, yeah. why? Right. You're right, Emily. There's a really good reason why we don't ever start a question with why. I think the best example of this that I use over and over again, and I use it in almost all of my classes that I teach, is if you said to a child, why didn't you make your bed this morning? Or if I said it even to you, mm-hmm. why didn't you make your bed this morning? Emily, how does that make you feel? <laughs> bad. <laughs> it makes you feel bad immediately. But if you could change it and say, what happened to where you weren't able to make your bed this morning? Yeah, that makes it feel more like analytical and not yeah. like... Like you're putting me down. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's look at this as I want you to make your bed. As a parent, mm-hmm. I want you to make your bed every day as mm-hmm. if you were my child, let's right. say. But if you, so if you say to him, okay, so, and if I said to you, what happened that you weren't able to make your bed this morning? And you could be like, well, I got up really mm-hmm. late. I wasn't able. Well, what could you do tomorrow to make sure you got up in enough mm-hmm. time? Mm-hmm. You know, those are just kind of some of those things. And that's how if you talk to yourself, you're going to help yourself reach those goals when you can ask those questions. And, you know, you can even have this type of a conversation with a spouse and or a significant other or a friend or whatever. Well, I think on that note, Emily has a couple questions that I want. I really want to make sure we get to. Okay. I have one question. Uh this being Outpost of Heaven, the podcast, our our focus is on how to you how to better uh, apply the principles of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So, what principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ do you utilize in coach? Have you utilized in your coaching, or have you seen evident in coaching, or how, how have you interacted with Christ and His gospel while uh, exploring this? profession or this uh, approach to, to it's, teaching. It's interesting that you ask that because almost always when I'm speaking to somebody and they start to have negative thoughts or self-doubt, one of the very first questions that I ask them, if I know that they are a Christ, have a Christian type background, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to push this on everybody, but most of my clients all have some type of Christian type um, background. I'll ask them, where do negative thoughts come from? You know, and sometimes I have to push a little bit more, but the, I like to use the analogy of if 
Christ was standing on one side and Satan was standing on the other, who would be the one telling you those negative thoughts that you can't do it, that you know, you're not good enough or you're not smart enough? All of those negative thoughts are coming from Satan. Anything good is coming from God. And so I think that when we can realize that in our own thoughts and our own actions, that anytime we have that self-doubt, that's a negative thing. And that is coming from Satan because he wants you to be unhappy. He doesn't want you to succeed. He doesn't want you to be happy. And so when you can look at it and actually physically see two beings there, a good one and a bad one, whether it's Christ and Satan, whether it's the good angel and the bad angel, whatever it is for you to help you to remember. I just see like a little cronk from yeah. Emperor's New Groove, like a yeah. little like cronk in the like the the devil and the angel cronk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, and With like the harp. they're telling you which way to go. I think that is, you know, I, I think the fact that everything good comes from God, and that everything bad is of Satan. And when we can remember that, it will just make our lives happier for one thing, because we're able to get rid of those thoughts. Now I'll tell you, one of the things that sometimes that people, I get people to do is physically do something to help remove that negative thought. Whether it's touch the side of your head and push it away with your hand, whether if you're going into a situation that you know is negative all the time and just brings you down, that you physically put, not physically, but like lift your hands up like you're putting on an armor to shield all bad coming into your mind. Sometimes it takes to doing something like that yeah. physically. That's really cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you never told me that, but I actually do something like this. It's not like a physical mo- physical motion, but I in my head visualize if they're if I'm having a negative thought or an inappropriate thought, I'm like I should not be having this thought or it's not a good thought or it's not from God or whatever it is. It's a thought I don't want to have. I like I picture like steel walls like dropping into place around my head. Like around my brain. Like <laughs> That's okay, cool. this thought is no longer allowed. Right. So I like that. I like that uh, that image because it does help like if you it just really consistently does. tell yourself like this is not allowed. Like mm-hmm. when you make a choice um, it changes your mentality, right? When you say, this is not a good thought. But even more importantly than that, I think when you make the choice, you invite the Savior to help you, right? Yes. Because if you just wait, he can't help you. But as soon mm-hmm. as you start saying, Satan, like, I am not going to take this from you. Or even if it's not Satan, even if it's just your like the natural man that's producing this thought, wherever the the bad thoughts coming from, if you say, I'm not taking this from you, like I am a child of God, I don't need this. Mm -hmm. I don't have to listen to this. As soon as you do that, then you, you give the savior an opportunity to give you grace to overcome that thing. Yeah. You know, and one thing that I do want to mention is there are some, um, physical, things out there that make you feel down and make you feel unhappy. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, if you're finding that this is on a regular basis, this is time to seek professional help. Right. And if you have if questions about that, we have a great couple of episodes mm-hmm. talking about mental health and where, yeah. when you should reach out for 
We'll put those in the show notes so you yeah. have access to them. I just want people to, I just want the few out there that is affected by this not to think, well, I should be able to get rid of these thoughts by having these, you know, by just making those changes. For the most people, that's the case. But for few, for some people out there, there's something chemically imbalanced in the brain that can be fixed with medication. And one of the reasons why I'm saying that is because... Or, or professional help. Or professional you. help, whatever it yeah. is. You know, I've been on medication for years for um, things like that. And I guess that's why I just want to make sure, look, if you're feeling unhappy and it's um, for a longer than a two-week period, that's when it's just not, I need to control my thoughts and change my thoughts. That's when it's, okay, let's look at right. the... And mm-hmm. if you go back and listen to those the great episodes with the Kinney Kinney's. They talk about how, like, when you're in that situation, you realize, okay, you need help. It's still time for you to learn how to control your thoughts yeah. and, and better uh, regulate yourself. But you might not be capable of doing that on your own without help. And that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. The, the Lord has blessed us with so many amazing blessings. And some of those blessings are advanced professional medical and scientific help, mm-hmm. which yes. is a blessing. Okay, yes. Emily. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, this is fantastic. I've learned so much, and I've got, like, so many goosebumps from things that you guys have said. <laughs> this is amazing. Or, or as Hiram calls it, little animals all over my skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's little animals all over <laughs> Did so you funny. have any questions? Oh, yeah, okay. Well, kind of switching gears, but not really, because it's still goal-oriented. But mm-hmm. um, we wanted to have you on at the very beginning of the year because this is the time where everyone's setting their goals. Right. And this line has popped into my head, and it won't leave. And so I was like, I have to use this. But there's this quote from Shrek. Okay. Have you seen Shrek where um, the, not the grandmother, the, the godmother She's like all flustered and her day's not going so as planned. So this is Shrek 2. Is it 2? It's Shrek okay, 2. Okay, Shrek 2. And she's like super far, far angry away. and she pulls up to the drive through and she's like, my diet's ruined. And she like, like orders a ton of food. And so basically, I just keep thinking like, yes, regor- regarding dieting, but like everybody has experienced this. Right. Mm-hmm. On a daily, like at a daily level scale and then like year-long goals or goals that you've had for your whole lifetime where you just feel like the second you mess up, you've derailed your whole plan right. yeah. and you can't get back on track. So what advice do you have to someone that is struggling with getting back on track or like not beating yourself up when you've messed up the one time? Right. Because it's we know that... Like, what? Go ahead, go ahead. Well, because we know that once we set a goal, we're setting a goal to get better at something. We're not setting a goal to tell us to be perfect the next day going on. Like, right. we have to understand that there's going to be a learning curve to our goal. Right. It's yeah. almost like having a, an absolutist approach to goals, right? Your goal is not like a directional thing, right? I'm getting right. better in that direction. It's like, I either have to do this or I'm awful. Right. And I, and I totally, like, I experience this all the time where if I set a goal that's like, I'm going to do this for this many days... If I'm going in the right direction, I'm progressing, that should be enough. But knowing that like I've skipped some days, I almost count that as a failure because I didn't make the goal of doing it for 100 days or whatever it was. This happens quite often. Okay. This happens quite often. I think first and foremost, we have to realize that we are all imperfect people. Mm -hmm. Nobody's perfect. There was one perfect being. 
on this earth and that was our savior. And so it's not realistic to expect that we won't mess up Mm -hmm. because we're human beings. Right. But I think the most important thing that a lot of people miss, important. Yeah, like Dolly Parton. Important. My important thing for you to learn here. I think an important thing to learn and that a lot of people don't realize is as you're progressing, you see what's happening here and now. So many times we forget to turn around and look at where we've come from. You know, because if you saw yourself on a chart and you're like, okay, I'm here and I want to do this for this. Say I want to meditate for 30 days in a row. Mm -hmm. And you're, you know, in your mind, you're marking, I'm meditating for, and and you look at it every day I meditate, I'm going to go up one step. I'm getting closer to my goal. And you realize that you missed two. And so you're at the top and you've meditated for 28 days, but you feel like a failure because you didn't meditate for your full 30 days. Mm -hmm. Turn around and look at what you've done. You meditated for 28 days out of the 30. I love that. That's so true. So, and and I think this can be, and one thing that, that you can look at is every day is a new day. You know, we have goals. Yes, it's obvious. No, every day no, is a new no, day. No, there's, uh, finish what you're saying, then I'll tell you why I was laughing. Okay, so every day is a new day, and there's no reason, and it's, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's okay to reevaluate every day. I like to ask myself two questions in every day. What one thing went well, and what one thing can I do better? And there's a reason why I asked, what one thing can I do well? Mm-hmm. Or what one thing can I do better? Because I don't want to focus on all the things that didn't go right. Right. You know, I want to focus on one thing that didn't go right that I can go better. Mm-hmm. So why would I want to focus on something like that? And the whole reason is, is where do we see growth? We see growth when mistakes are made. Mm-hmm. Because you course correct, you get back on, and you go. Yeah. If it wasn't for trials in our life or hard things, if we were all living the same life, never had anything hard happen, never had any trials, we'd be like a bunch of zombies walking around. Mm-hmm. It's know? interesting you say that because um, there's a lot of social science research out there that shows that you are vastly more likely to remember an answer on a test that you got wrong Mm -hmm. than the answer that you got right. Because if you got, what happens is mentally when you remember something and you get the question right on a test, uh, your brain says, okay, that's not important because I got it. So there's no, like, there's no physiological trigger to get you to remember that. But when you get it wrong and you see it and you read, oh, that was the answer. You have a bunch of negative emotions that develop a strong memory that then help you cement in that one thing. And it doesn't mean that if you get it wrong once that you're going to memorize it forever, but you're much more likely to remember it if you get it wrong because of the the way that your uh, emotions interact with the process of making memories. And so I haven't thought about that in a like a life sense i've only thought about it in terms of test taking mm-hmm. or of like uh, of intellectual learning but i haven't thought about it as much in terms of emotional learning or mm-hmm. just kind of like spiritual growth that's cool i like that a lot yeah we we learn from them and you know 
And while we can strive to hit 100% on things, it's what we learn during that goal, what we learn when we're reaching that, what we learn when we're working towards that goal is more important than really meeting the goal at the end. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Um, so... Okay, oh, say what I was laughing first. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, no, I was ahead. laughing because Emily uh, has this thing where if she messes up or she's oh. like, it's a bad day. It's like the whole day is ruined and she can't be better until the next day. So if I've messed up at like 7 a.m., like the day's counted as bad and then I can't have a new start until the next day, which is so dumb. <laughs> well, you know what the problem with that is too, is when you tell yourself that, you know what? You're going to have a crappy day yeah, the rest of the exactly. day. There yeah. is something very powerful about positivity. Mm-hmm. And my kids, I would drive them crazy <laughs> <laughs> because I'd be winning a game or something. And I'm like, it's my positivity. I'm like, it's random. <laughs> positivity has no effect. But I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we call it our positive juju. Yeah, or I mean, my princess parking spot. I always have a princess parking spot. Yeah. <laughs> That's at true. the front yeah. because it's just having that positive attitude you know if you wake up in the morning and tell yourself that you're going to have a bad day you're going to have a bad day right. yeah. you know yeah. and i have this plaque that i bought years ago and it says be the type of woman that when your feet hit the floor in the morning the devil says oh crap she's up yeah i love that you know and it's <laughs> it's just having that attitude and you know what it's i don't have a perfect attitude all the time mm-hmm. but i realize that when i can tell myself positive things when I can change a negative situation and make it positive that I'm so much happier. For example, I need to do the dishes. That's that just holds you down, right? When you say I need to, Mm -hmm. I have the opportunity to do the dishes. (laughs) I I have, and I have dishes. I had, we had food to eat. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a positive thing that you can see in any situation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I need to be better at that. Yeah. Um, so sometimes we don't... Everyone has the experience where they don't meet a goal or they're messing up, like we just talked about. No one's mm-hmm. perfect. So how do we know when, let's say we've messed up on our goal or we skipped a day or whatever, how do we know when we need to just get back on track and like stick the course out or adjust or... Just say, you know what, maybe this goal isn't something I need in my life right now. So I really like SMART goals. I think everybody has heard of SMART goals. Mm -hmm. You know, specific, measurable, (laughs) attainable, realistic, and timely. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes goals are set that might not hit all of those categories. Is this a realistic goal for me right now? You know, what am I doing specifically on a regular basis to reach this goal? You know, is it attainable? And am I going to be able to do it in a in a timely manner? You know, mm-hmm. all those things. And so I think sometimes it's okay to look at this goal and say, is how is this fitting in my life right now? You know, is this a realistic goal in my life right now? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tweak this a little bit. It's not that I'm going to get rid of that goal. I'm going to change it to make it fit fit better with the lifestyle right to be your servant as opposed to being the servant of the goal that you exactly yeah. exactly do you think it's appropriate i mean i guess in some cases it would be but to like just cancel the goal or do you think like at what point is it being a quitter 
You know, this is going to be something that it's very personal to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And it really depends on what the goal is. Say you had a goal to run a a 50 mile trail run like Andrew does and he breaks his leg. Yikes. That would suck. Okay. So how realistic is it for him to continue (laughs) to train for that? You know, and it doesn't have to be necessarily something so drastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the goal, goal, reevaluate, and maybe it's just that you set another goal for yourself Mm -hmm. or how realistic is this goal? You know, goals aren't set in stone. Goals are there to make us better people. Right. And so I think you should never look at a goal as a failure. You Mm -hmm. should look at it as, okay, I'm going to readjust and I'm going to get back on. I think the beginning of the new year, dieting exercise is always one. Mm -hmm. Um, Being in our family where dad is really, you know, being a physical therapist, he's all big in health and, you know, and I have to admit, since I started school, my exercise and everything has just gone way downhill. And I have felt, I don't want to say like a failure, but yes, mm-hmm. kind of almost <laughs> like I failed in that department. But I just had this renewed sense um, for this upcoming year that this was something that I wanted to work on. You know, I think diet and exercise is something that we're going to always have in our lives yeah you know if we want a long lasting life it's something that we (laughs) yeah it doesn't have to always be in our lives yeah could just die (laughs) well and and i was actually reading something where they were saying you know if you um quit lifting weights you'll lose that in you'll start to lose muscle mass within a couple weeks wow if you're running you start to lose the your um endurance within days yeah it's super fast like it, well you totally see this like if you you like i call it cobwebs especially with running like mm-hmm. as soon as you stop running or as soon as you decrease your amount or your distance like the cobwebs come in so fast like it, and it's like you're everything just feels slower and tighter and you, you feel like your lungs don't work as well and yeah, it's, you know, it's a quick thing. And so I think it's just important that we never give up on that. Mm-hmm. You know, we might make mistakes and, and have a bad meal or I'm having a horrible day. I'm just going to go get all this, you know, whatever. That's fine. You just get back up, readjust and refocus, not, oh, well, it's all over. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like um, I don't love the word dieting. I love lifestyle change better as yeah. far as what that goes. No, because I agree. Um, dieting is so strict and and it's so easy to fail, but Mm -hmm. if you make lifestyle changes and want to make these changes, it's a lot easier to be successful on that because you're not, you're not sticking to this really stringent thing. It's okay. Well, today I'm going to do better. You're just doing a little better every day. Mm -hmm. I have quick scripture to share kind of or it relates to everything we've said. It's in 2 Nephi chapter 2, verses 14 and 16. It says, and now my son... So in this chapter, um, a prophet by the name of Lehi is speaking to his children. He's talking about the plan of salvation. He's talking about the need for Christ uh, and what our purpose is here on the earth. And he says, and now my sons, I speak unto you these things for your profit and learning. For there is a God, and he hath created all things, both the heavens and the earth... And so there are two types of things, he says, uh, and all things that in them are, both things to act and things to be acted upon. And then verse 16 says, Wherefore the Lord God gave unto man that he should act for himself. Wherefore man could not act for himself, save he should be, 
this should be that he was enticed by the one or the other, uh, referring back to the forbidden fruit and the fruit of the tree of life. So uh, God's created two types of things, things that are meant to be acted upon and things that are meant to act. And we, people, his children, are the things that are supposed to act. And I think, I haven't thought about it in this, in this way before, but when you create a goal that you allow to control you, where you like feel guilty and awful when you don't meet your goal that you created to serve you. Then your goal is acting upon you. Your goal is acting upon you. So oh you have gosh. created something to act upon you as opposed to being in charge and being, another word that's used in scriptures a lot is being an agent. Mm-hmm. So when it says being an agent, it means being someone who has agency, one someone who's acting. And so when you allow others to set your priorities for you, you're being acted upon. Uh, and when you create a goal that then controls how you act, you are allowing this like metaphysical, like theoretical construct to control how you act. Mm-hmm. I think that's really um, cool. I, I haven't thought that, about that in, term, in those terms before. I think that's really good. And I, I really like that because I think that then if you have something that, that, is controlling you in a way, then it's probably not a good goal for you. Right. You know, if it's something that's hard that you don't enjoy, that you don't want to participate in, you didn't set the right goal. It's almost like somebody set that goal for you. Well, and I think you could set goals that are going to push you and that kind of suck for a while because, you know, there are some things that are just going to be hard and you can say like, I'm stronger than this. And I'm going to do it anyway, but I think you can set it in a way that keeps the agency in your court as opposed to the theoretical court of this idea. Well, especially when you choose to do it, Mm -hmm. not you're doing it because it's making you do it because you set this and you're not going to allow yourself to fail and all that. That's not, it's, it's, you have to want to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the important thing about goal setting. I mean, don't choose unrealistic things. I want to lose 20 pounds in two weeks. That's that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to... You know, I have a guy who sells tapeworms. They could probably make it happen. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> healthy-wise or whatever. Oh, oh, okay. But I think that's the whole thing, is just making sure that you're choosing realistic things and that they're not... Act- that. Well, I think setting realistic goals is really difficult, right? I mean, because... We, a lot of times, especially if we're going into an unknown area of our lives, or if it's a, maybe we're from a family that doesn't have a good culture of working out or eating healthy. And so how, how would you coach somebody through that process of figuring out what is actually an obtainable goal? So a question that I love to ask here is, um, on a scale of one to 10, how easy will it be for you to reach that goal? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and if they're not saying, if they say, oh, it's a 10, I think I really can reach it. Or, or what, what's no, your, no, what's no, your, I'm on a, oh, on a yeah. scale of so one to 10, 10 being the hardest, one being the easiest, you know, what's your level of reaching that? And it's, it's easy. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're saying, oh, it's a one, I can get it done. I said it backwards. It's a one, I can get it done. It's probably not hard enough. No, it's not hard enough. So I would ask, what's a stretch goal for you here? 
What's going to put you out of your comfort zone? Um, a lot of the business people that I coach with, one of the things that I really like and that we do is when you're setting goals, set a goal that you almost feel like you can't attain and then get there. How mm-hmm. does that feel? Right. Like maybe you set this goal for yourself that you want to make $500,000 in a year and you're in a sales goal. This is a great one to to um, to use because if you're just in a salaried position, it's kind of hard to say, yeah, I want to make $500,000. <laughs> well, okay, well, we need to figure out what else you can do right. with your life. But for a salesperson, you know, it's like, okay, so what can you do? What is going to have to happen on a daily basis in order for you to hit that goal? Mm-hmm. You have to break it down. Well, if I start reaching out and doing this and this and this and this, I think these things, if when I put these things in play are going to, you know, I'm going to have a bigger audience that I can talk to that can bring in that money. You would be amazed that goals that people hit that they didn't think that they could hit. Remember how at the beginning I said you open up that untapped potential that you always knew you had. Mm -hmm. You have these big dreams, but now how do I get there? Mm -hmm. I mean, people get there. And, and it's breaking it down step by step. Mm-hmm. And then, so say you don't quite make it. You make $450,000 a year. It. You know, so how are you going to feel? It's reevaluating and said, I had a fantastic year. I set this for my goal and I was short right. for it. It's almost better to almost reach it mm-hmm. because then you know that you've set a goal that you've stretched right. yourself to yeah. get to. Well, and again, going back to what we were saying earlier, if you can do it that way and do it healthily, what you're doing is you're keeping the agency ball in your court, mm-hmm. right? You are saying that I am still the actor. I am still the master of my own life. I'm not uh, allowing a goal. I'm not like outsourcing my agency to a goal. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you too, when, when I work with people like that for these kind of things, I typically work with these people on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that you can just set at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I'm going to do this. You know, it's, it's reevaluating every single week at what needs to be tweaked to reach that goal. Mm -hmm. It's not setting it and leaving it behind and just trying to do it. It's every week reevaluating and making tweaks. Yep. I love it. Okay. Are we ready? Um, One last thing about this. (laughs) What about, um, a lot of our listeners are probably not, you know, professionals who Mm -hmm. are looking at making $500,000 this year. Um, and so a lot of our listeners, some of our listeners maybe don't feel like they have a whole lot of confidence in themselves to like set far reaching goals. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that client if you were coaching them? First of all, the first thing I'd say to them is, where do you think those thoughts are coming that's holding you back? Mm-hmm. You know, where mm-hmm. are those thoughts coming from? Yeah, Satan. Satan is holding you back. So how much are you going to allow him to influence yeah. your life that way? And and when you can kind of overcome that, that's kind of your first step out into the open to really kind of reach those goals. And it's okay to set small goals at first. It's it's got to be baby steps, right? Especially if it's a new, completely virgin area. Exactly. If you've if you've never set goals for yourself, start somewhere to so that you can start reaching small goals. Maybe it's you want to read a new book every month for the year. 
You know, okay, if I want to read a book every month, I'm going to, how, how is that going to happen? Okay, well, I can't just cram it all in the last three days in the month, right? So what do you have to do to make sure you get that in every mm -hmm. day? Well, okay, well, I probably need to read uh, 15 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day, whatever mm -hmm. it is. It's breaking it down to small, measurable goals and then attaining that. Because I think then you realize, look, I set this goal for myself and I reached it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a goal as easy as I am going to get up and get dressed every day. You know, for some people that are struggling, that might be a yeah. good goal. Mm -hmm. um, I, maybe it's, I'm going to make my bed every day. You know, I'm going to, um, I remember one time when you guys were younger, I was just trying to do something different and kind of stretch myself and put myself in an uncomfortable situation so that I could grow. And I decided that I was going to make a different meal every day of the month. Wow. I was not going to repeat a meal. That is not easy to do. No. <laughs> but you know what? I did it. I researched and we didn't have like internet access back then where yeah. we could find all these. I got cookbooks and I would try and make things and trying to make things that small kids would want to eat too. I mean, they had internet when I was like there. I was not alive in a time where there was not internet. Yes. But the internet today was is much different. accessible. Right. We didn't have it on our phones. Right. It was dial up that we had to wait for it to download. It wasn't anything like it is right. today right. when I did this. And so it's like, find something, a, a goal that you can set for yourself so you can get a taste of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I said set something that's reachable, like that's stretching. At the beginning, set small things. Maybe it's you want to read um, your scriptures or study a gospel topic for, if you've never done it, it's unrealistic to say, I'm going to start and I'm going to study for 60 minutes a day or I'm going to study for 30 minutes a day. How about every day I'm going to try and read at least one verse? Right. You know, and then the next month, hey, how did that go? What one thing did I do well with that? Mm -hmm. What could I do better? I think now I could read a chapter a day. Mm -hmm. It's always looking at it, reevaluating, tweaking it, and moving forward. Right. Awesome. I don't have any more questions, do you? No. I mean, I, we I can think, continue talking about it, but... Yeah, but I think we can wrap up with our loves and less than loves. All right. Who, do, who wants to go first? I will go first. Okay. Okay, I less than love potty training. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> uh, we've been potty training Ruth, and it's just hard. But it's, it's, hard. it's fine. <laughs> We're getting there. It'll be great. So that's all I have to say. I don't want to give away too many weird details. But <laughs> there can be many yeah. when you potty train. Yeah. Okay, mom. I mean, oh, yeah. Okay. So is it love or less than love? Yeah. Yeah. I think right now in at this stage in my life, I love learning. I went back to school. I um, am doing it all online and it's not a chore for me. Like I'm like giddy when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, hey, what can I do? What do I have available? What can I learn today? What can I learn today? And I hated math when I was in high school. I just, I just, mm -hmm. just want, did not like it at all loving loving math right now so that's what i have to say i love that's right now right? Awesome. learning yeah i love that's that that's awesome um okay so i have a love and a lesson love which one should i do be a positive pet okay i <laughs> deeply deeply love your mother yes 
I I love the is it lint or Lindor? Lint? Oh, those truffles? truffles? Yeah, those truffles. Is lint or Lindor? Oh my god. It's lint, L I N D T. Yeah. Lint um the milk chocolate with the white chocolate truffle. Wow, this is what you compare for your love to your mother is a truffle? I was intending <laughs> to say truffle first. So let that be, let the record be straight. There. Let the record be straight. Known? No. no. Let that be on Let the record. Let the record show. Let the record show. There, there we, go. we go. Let the record show. That's what I was going to say first. Uh, and you usually can only find them at Christmas time. And Santa put them in my stocking. And so I'm very excited about that. And I like, I eat, Emily and I eat chocolate very differently. We'll give yeah, you a little insight. I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, chocolate. I want it all right now. <laughs> and Andrew's like, oh my gosh, chocolate. I'll have one a week for the whole year. <laughs> I, I have like all of my good Christmas He's like, candy. I will hide this and it will be my secret candy all year long. Yeah, and I'll eat one, like, I'll like, eat one or two a day. Usually, maybe. Yeah, not me. It's like the whole bag. You oh just yeah, give it to me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, it's just like my special treat. I'm like, okay, I might have one, and I don't share with anyone except <laughs> Emily. I'll share with Emily, but I don't share them with the kids. I'm like, we bought you your candy. That's your candy. You can do as much. You can eat as much of it as you want. Not it's really. gone already. I'm sure. Oh yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. But I am very particular about my candy. Even on my mission, when on our, um, on like our, they call it a P day, which is like your day that you go do all of your like non-missionary type things like uh, grocery shopping and doing your laundry and all that kind of stuff. Uh, on that day, uh, we would go and get um, these German chocolate bars. called They're called Milka. Mm. Uh, so good. And we get them every week. And I, I eat one in like, I eat the whole thing in one sitting. I got one every PDA too and I just eat the whole thing right there. <laughs> right. And they're, they're kind of like Hershey bars where they, you can break them into individual little pieces. Little squares, yeah. Uh, and I, I would, we'd always get one or two and then I would get back and my companion would eat his in like, uh, I don't know, like in an hour. That's what normal that. people do. Andrew. Right. And I like, I have mine in the fridge and then I'll come in and I'll eat like three of the little cubes a day. And so I have some every day until I get back to my next P day and I can get more chocolate. Yeah. We do things very well because, like, you're satisfied. There's actually an economic. This is a really long love, so I'm sorry that it's taking this long to go over my love. Um, but there's a um, an economic principle called the Big Mac principle. I think is what it's called. Where um, I think you've talked about this. On the but podcast. Keep going. Yeah. So if, if you um, if you buy two Big Macs because you're starving, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? You eat the first Big Mac and you feel super satisfied. I won't because I think McDonald's is gross, but we'll just say you like McDonald's or imagine whatever you want. Uh, mine would be like a Freddy's cheeseburger. Some use Freddy's, okay? Even though it's a Big Mac principle. So you eat the Freddy's cheeseburger, super good, but you bought two because you're really, really hungry. And so you eat the second one. The second one is going to be less satisfying than the first one, mm-hmm. right? And so... Uh, your satisfaction is limited to is like it there's a decreasing um how do i say this effect of the satisfaction mm-hmm. right you know what i'm saying yeah i get it. it's like the, the more of it you eat the less satisfying it is and so if you can break that up into increments where you eat enough to get like the maximum satisfaction and then you wait long enough for your satisfaction potential to increase again and then you eat that then um you wait a little bit longer and then you wait for your 
potential satisfaction to get higher. And then <laughs> that's think... the, it's the max, it's a way to maximize satisfaction. Well, okay. I think it would be pretty gross for you to save a Freddy's cheeseburger. Freddy's cheeseburger. Every day. But <laughs> chocolate is, it's very easy. To do yeah, with. you're right. Right. Or you could okay. say like I'm just gonna spend like I have five dollars. Never mind. Okay. I, I, I think we understand. This has yes, nothing to do understand. with this episode. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> so so sorry. Well, on. yes, happy new year, and we are excited for this new year. We have a lot of awesome content planned and recorded already, and we're excited to make new friends with you. Um, reach out to us on Instagram at Outpost of Heaven, and. Yeah, let us know who you want to hear from as guests or what kind of topics or content you would like to hear about also. Yep, we love you guys. Next week, we're going to be sharing a little bit about our goals, what that that looks like, just in case you're looking for some inspiration or maybe a pat on your back to make yourself feel better better because our goals are awful. (laughs) Either way, we're here for you. But they're your goals. They're our goals. Every goal is personal. So so. back off and we love you. Yes. And if you like what you heard today, make sure to leave a rating and review. Uh, We really appreciate that. Keep the faith. Bye.